Greetings, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast called New Earth 2020. The reason I named it New Earth 2020 is because we're sort of at the dawn of a new age. We're at a time where you can access probably easier than in the past. You can access the part of you that's sort of standing and knowing. So this is for people who are interested in doing inner work, consciousness work, and getting and empowering yourself, getting in touch with the part of you that kind of knows uh, you know, what your path is. Welcome to the podcast and enjoy the experience. Greetings once again. Thank you for joining New Earth 2020 podcast. I am uh, going to uh, start with the prayer of protection, as we always do. And um, then we'll set our intention. And then we'll just see what happens. So if you just kind of relax into this as you can. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. And the Spirit of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. We're setting the intention that we're only open to that energy and information that is for our highest good and the perfect amounts needed for our healing and evolution. So again, welcome everyone. In the last episode, we we kind of went over some of the the basics of what 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 are we what what is this channel about what are we what is the subject matter we're discussing and to put it in the most simple terms we are we are on a journey up the mountain of consciousness wherever you are in in your life wherever you are in your evolution you have arrived at this place over a long journey through multiple lifetimes in most cases and if you're interested in understanding about some of these past lives a great place to start is uh, the work of a woman named Dolores Cannon she wrote a bunch of books I read about 11 of them before I found the Paul Selig work and it was a really good foundation because the first thing your mind has to do is to be able to accept that a lot of things that you may have assumed to be true uh, even though they may be true they're incomplete you know if you don't believe that you live many 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 lifetimes then you won't even understand how that could be affecting you in this lifetime. It would it would never occur to you because that's not a possibility. So, you know, Dolores Cannon, she she was a Navy 
they were a military family. Uh, her husband was in the Navy. She traveled around the world with him. And she was, she started off as a traditional type of hypnotist. But what she wound up discovering was that she was able to regress people to a place that was called the Sambalistic state of regression. And in this state of regression, what she found after doing thousands and thousands of, of, of clients, that there were some things that were really in common, which when she gets them to this state, she's able to talk to their sort of higher self. You know, and the, the process for these, and the reason why you can consider it extremely scientific, is that all of these sessions were recorded, and she was using cassette tapes back in those days. Uh, she would record it on a cassette tape, so you would get regressed during a period of time. I think the whole sessions are usually like three hours, but that's a process. You know, you might be in this in this regressed place for like an hour or more, a little bit more. Anyway. Um, what she was able to find, you know, so people are recording. So in your own voice, while you're hypnotized, you're the one who's talking about the past lives in your own voice. She's not giving you any suggestions. She's not, she's really not doing anything. It's helping, help, helping you access this information, which is really in your auric field. It's in that field around you that's invisible. And it's like, that's where it's all sort of stored at, you know. You know, there are people who are just afraid of fire. They don't know why. Every time they strike a match, it's just kind of uncomfortable for them. They may have burned in a fire in another life, and they don't realize that somehow there's an echo of that experience, even in this lifetime. So, so anyway, um, so, so these are kind of funda funda foundational ideas that, can really help you to embrace and to be able to use this work in order to f empower yourself because all you're really trying to do is you're trying to move out of the way you're trying to move the ego and all the ideas that you've been walking around you know we call them frames or beliefs a frame is a belief you know and there's a saying that all frames are lies. If you work with this, these, you 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 know, for me, I'm I'm kind of uh, a little bit inclined towards math, and you know, whenever I would experience this work over these years, it just strikes me as how similar it is to math in the sense that they're like formulas, man. If you you know, A plus, you know, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. When you realize that A is just a variable, that things can be plugged into that, then you understand that these teachings that you're getting are sort of like variables that are getting defined. So when someone says all frames are lies, they're just telling you how that formula works so that you can do the math. But they're not just made up. I mean, these are not... Somebody didn't just pull this out of thin air um, in the sense that it's not made up. It's These are universal things that... I mean, they're true now and they'll always be true. You know, what's true is always true. 
And that's one of the ways you can tell the difference between the idea of truth and the truth of truth. Frames are all ideas of truth, right? Frames are all ideas of truth. So all frames are lies in the sense that they're not truth. They're only ideas of truth. So what do we mean by all frames are lies? What do we mean by the ideas of truth? It's, it's about the idea that when you're, the, what we're talking about dealing with in terms of the building materials that we're going to build this new reality, this new, you know, whatever's going to take us up the mountain of consciousness, however we're, whatever we're using to build that, we need truth. We need absolute truth. We don't need ideas of truth. So first thing we have to do is know the difference. The reason why all frames are lies is because they're based on definitions. And a definition is, by, is, is a limit. It's a limit. If it's this, it's not that. When you're talking about the source of all that is, that everything is made of, when you're talking about God... You can't have you can't put limits on the unlimited. It's it's unbounded pure potentiality. So if it's unbounded, how can you take an idea that's bounded to interact with the unbounded? You see there's just something incongruent about that. It doesn't it doesn't equate. So in the sense that it's in the sense that all fr- I mean, all frames are lies in the sense that just the moment you define anything, as soon as you put a name on it, as soon as you try to describe, and here's an example that comes from the work. Let's just say you're talking about a peach and what it tastes like. You could take William Shakespeare himself. He could write the most eloquent poem that's ever been written. And you could read that poem and you could enjoy that poem. And you would say, oh, yeah, the peach, you know, the, the taste of the peach upon my lips. Oh, how it glistens. Oh, how it makes me happy. Oh, how it makes me smile. Whatever that you would say about that peach would still be an idea of truth. As soon as you try to define what a peach is, you're limiting it. But when you taste the peach, that's the truth of truth. It's the experience of truth. That's that's all you can hope to do with truth is experience it. You can't really describe it. You can't describe it to another. It's like you trying to describe what your journey has been like. You experienced that journey. You lived that journey. You can try to tell someone else what it's like, but it'll always fall short of the actual experience because there is a difference between the idea of truth and the truth of truth. And that is why it is a true statement in a universal sense that all frames are lies. All beliefs are just too limited compared to the unbounded nature of truth. So that, you know, so that's, that's, you know, it's a little bit abstract. It's a little bit theoretical, but you can grasp it when you just remember that example about the peach. You know, there are, we have some great writers in the history of humankind that, you know, they're so eloquent. 
but not a single one of them can actually make you know what the experience of a peach is like. So that shows you how limited. So the idea that all of us are walking around, you know, judging people, assess, you know, you know, thinking that we somehow know, we don't know what, thinking that we know anything is delu- is a sort of a delusional state. But because everybody's been doing it for so long, that's what's created this delusional reality, you know, where we think things like, you know, bombs can keep us safe. You know, the bombs can destroy everything on this planet. So the idea that the bombs can keep you safe, is this is an idea of truth. It's not the truth of truth. You know, so... So anyway, um, so we also went over in the last version, we went over the attunements. And I sort of skipped over sort of a very fund- fundamental one. I mean... And so well, let's do it right now, you know. When we say, we'll start with the the first one, you know. I am word through my body. Word, I am word. I am word through my vibration. Word, I am word. I am word through my knowing of myself as word. Word, I am word. And we said that the word is the action of the creator. So whenever you talk about the word, that's 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 the action of the creator. And you can, you know, we also talked about how similar some of this language is to what we find in the Bible. In the beginning was the word. And the word was the beginning. You know, and the word was with God. And the word was God. I'm butchering it a little bit because I'm not reading it. I'm just kind of citing it from memory. But the point is that same word that they're talking about, you know, they're they're telling you, they're giving you a lot of clues, you know, you know, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. He said it first. He spoke it. That's sound. Sound is in it. Sound is vibration. So they're telling you you're living in this sort of energetic reality where sound and vibration and, you know, Tesla uh, said it well when he said, if you want to understand this universe, think in terms of frequency and vibration. You know, he was right. You know, and, and a lot of people believe that some of the suppressed technologies around energy that have to do with, you know, unlimited energy is going to be using these principles so you see we're what's one of the things that's exciting about the times we're living in is we're sort of at this nexus of where science and in spirituality and all of this stuff is converging because we're realizing that there is nothing outside of god except that which we place there in awareness there's nothing outside of god well that means Whatever is real is inside of God, too. So all the answers that we seek, they're somehow in, they're, they're locked in this, in some of these principles, you know. So we have our attunements, and the purpose of these attunements is to help us climb this mountain of consciousness, right? I stand at the door and knock. And we went over it in the last one. We know that that I... 
that stands at the door and knocking is definitely not the personality self. It's not the small self. And here's another big definition for you. What is the small self? What does this speak of the small self and the true self? What's the difference? One of the reasons why I call the the work from I am the word one of the most elegant ways of and efficient ways of of sort of traversing this this mountain of consciousness is because of these definitions which are so simple and easy to remember and and I'm going to give you a, another another big one right now what is the small self the small self is everything that's not the true self see how simple that is it's so simple because it's really math you really pl- that's just the formula it's just the way you're gonna if you use these formulas then that's when you're gonna realize wow okay that can do this kind of math all frames are lies right and the beauty of that is it means you don't have to defend those frames you don't have to the things that you believe that you may have been raised on that, you know, maybe a lot of the frames we have, we get from our parents, you know, because they believe, you know, out of the love they have for you, they believe that these frames are true. So they give them to you. They say, hey, here's this, you know, don't date this kind of person, you know, watch out for this. Watch out for that. Don't do this. Do that. You know. <clears throat> and so. And so we, 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 we have these formulas. We, we have these bits of the formulas. All frames are lies. And we also know that everything that's not this, the small self, I mean, everything that's not the true self is the small self. So once you learn the difference between those two, because remember, the only reason, the only reason we even care about small self versus true self is so that we can understand what level of awareness we're operating in. What operating system are we using? when we when we are a small self we're using a fear-based operating system what is the nature of a fear-based operating system it's lower vibrational in nature you know one of the things i did pick up from the abraham hicks is they kind of had this hierarchy joy was at the top and fear was at the bottom and there were all these things in between you know fear has many 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 faces right Anger, jealousy, resentment, depression, you know, and I'm not talking about medical, you know, I'm not talking about people who have a, uh, any sort of hormonal deficiency or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not, this, this is not medical advice, so we're not talking about medical stuff, but I'm just talking about the vibration of how you, if you feel yourself in this sort of sense of despair, it's because you have placed yourself outside the divine. Somehow you believe that, you know, you, you're just not believing what's true. What's true is that there's nothing outside of the divine. Everything is God expressing itself, including you. It's either happening in awareness or out of awareness. If it's not in your awareness, it might as well not be happening. But it is happening. What you're made of is source energy. What the tree is made of is source energy. The things that go into making a brick are source energy. The things that go into making a gun are source energy. 
steel, you know, things that come from the earth, everything, everything you can imagine. And all man is doing is combining things that are on the earth. If they weren't on the earth, we wouldn't have access to them. Everything here is divine, right? So we know we, when we say everything that's not, <clears throat> why is that such a beautiful formula? And why does it matter when we say the small self is everything that's not the true self? The beauty and the elegance and the brilliance in that statement is rather than have you memorize thousands and thousands of iterations of the small self that don't even really matter. All you need to know is if it's not the true self, it must be the small self. That's all you need to know. And as soon as you realize you're operating from a small self perspective, that means you're on the first floor looking out the window. You need to get on the elevator of consciousness and press the button. And what is the button? The button is the attunement. When you press the buttons, which are attunements, you're going to go up to like the 50th floor. And then you're going to be in the upper room. And everything is different there. That's where you're in knowing. The small self thinks. The true self knows. Knowing is different from thinking. When you're in knowing, there's no doubt attached to it. Wouldn't it be nice? And isn't it nice? Because everyone has experienced this. Isn't it nice when you just kind of know? Something is this. You just know. And it could be about, for parents, they, you know, it could be about your children. You just, there's something that just comes into your awareness. You just know. Something's wrong with my child. I need to check on them. But you just know. Something's wrong with this friend or this relative. You know, or me. There's something wrong with my, I need to see a doctor. It's just something that's wrong. Like, I'm just, you're in knowing somehow. And it's because... What we've been experiencing as reality and as life is, in fact, us going between the higher vibration and the lower vibration. We just go back and forth, up and down, all day long, which is why life can be exhausting. Because that is exhausting, right? Imagine if you were running up and down the stairs all day, every day, from the first floor to whatever floor you could reach. It might only be the second floor. It might be the fifth floor. It's probably not the 50th floor. But every now and then, you might even reach that. You might reach it in a dream. Something comes through and it's so clear in that dream. Because that's actually when your small self is the most asleep. It's most dormant. It's resting. The true self doesn't need to rest. <laughs> it's it's non-localized intelligence. It's, it, so it's always on. So it can it can give you messages in, even in your dreams. And you can set the intention, you know. Please come give me clarity in these dreams. That's that's a very gentle way for it to happen. And you can keep a journal. And the more you journal, the more clear you're going to remember your dreams. And you don't really have to dream to access this, but it's it's one way. And a lot of people, it, it begins that way for a lot of people. <clears throat> so... But, you know, just out of curiosity, I mean, for the people who, you're, who are curious, and what I found to be most interesting is that when you read about Dolores Cannon's work and about, about all these lifetimes we've had and all this information that's in our auric field, what you find is that sometimes 
there are things like soul tags. It's a voice that you hear, and you've been hearing it so long, you think it's you, but it's not you. It could be, if you're vibrating low, it's, it's, so just imagine a radio dial that goes from, say, let's just say there's a 90.1 on the FM dial. What's on 90.1 is not playing on 103.3. Those are two different places on the, on the radio. And this is exactly how energy works. If you're in lower vibrational, let's just call 90.1 fear. If you're down there in fear, what's playing on that station is not the same thing that's playing on these higher stations. So if you're walking around in a fear-based self, afraid, you know, and you've been holding these frames so long, you don't, you're so used to it, you don't even notice that you're doing it. This is what it means to be unconscious. To be out of a, you're out of focus. You don't have a, you don't have the awareness that you would have because you're just operating with these frames, mama's frames, daddy's frames, you know, somebody else's frames, the ones you picked up on from wherever you got them from. You just that's just how you're operating, right? Then you want you wouldn't notice when something comes on that channel and it just starts telling you things making you afraid talking to you and you're listening to it because you think it's you it's like people who have that there's a great book called the untethered soul that really illustrated how most of the times when we hear two voices we're trying to pick between the two voices what if neither one of them was true So soul tags are like a real thing. And Dolores really documented this quite well. It's one of the things people will get healed from is to sort of understand that these voices are not. That's just because you're hearing it doesn't mean it's you. It's just, you know, so you. The, so part of the reason why when you when you develop this, what I would call spiritual hygiene, when you learn to stay in a, up in joy, closer to joy. You, 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 you take yourself, in other words, those soul tags are only on the first floor. They can't get up to the 50th floor because in the same way that what's playing on 90.1 doesn't play on 103.3. If you can only play on that frequency or lower, you would not be able to get, you know, fear doesn't exist in the upper room. So all of the things that are associated with fear all those feelings, all those thoughts, which we don't really recognize as fear, but that's really their derivatives of fear. You know, um, so once you're able to stay in this sort of higher frequency, what you're doing with the attunements, because the true self that's inside of you, the spark of divinity that's in everything and everyone, that spark of divinity you're going to start giving voice to that spark of the divinity. That's what these attunements are. When you say, I am word through my body, word, I am word. I am word through my vibration, word, I am word. I am word through my knowing of myself as word, word, I am word. You're claiming the action of God in your body, in your field where all this information is. 
And so you're really increasing the vibration of the frequency that's around you. And anything that can't really withstand that frequency, that higher frequency, is going to be cleared out. And when that happens, you rise in vibration. Imagine a hot air balloon. You're in a hot air balloon, weighted down with weights. It's on the ground. Every time you release a frame, it's like you're tossing a weight over. And every time you toss a weight over, the balloon rises higher and higher. That's exactly how energy and frequency works. And so trust these attunements. Try them. Give them a chance. And see, don't your, doesn't your experience of life become clearer, richer, more joyful? And because you're only doing this yourself, like you're not, <clears throat> you don't need to go any place to do this. You just need to do it for yourself. You know, this is something all happening inside of you. That's the beauty of it, because it's empowering. Nothing is taking your power from you. It's only giving you power. You know, so these teachings are definitely nothing to be afraid of, you know, because you would be being afraid of your own self, you know. So the other attunement we'll do is, you know, so, so let's just say, how do we use this in our daily life, you know? You're at work, you're at home, you're someplace, you're, you're out and about in a store. Somebody does something that just really pisses you off or it makes you sad or you feel under attack or you don't feel supported or you don't feel listened to any of those things put you in this sort of state of mind where now you're vibrating low you, you know it just it just took you to a low place and you don't feel good you feel sad you feel your energy is drained what do you do when that happens the next time that happens in your life, this is what I want you to do. Just try it. I want you to, as soon as you realize that's happened, before you respond, before you get angry, before you do anything, as soon as you recognize that your vibration has sort of, something has caused you to, you know, as we used to say in our community, you know, the devil is messing with me, you know. The devil was messing with me today at work, right? And, and, you know, so as soon as you realize that's happening, then say these words and actually say it to the situation. You're not just saying it to yourself. Say it to say, I know who you are in truth. I know what you are in truth. I know how you serve in truth. You are here. You are here. You are here. So you want to say it like this, right? So, so you're going about your day. Something happens. And you immediately, let's just say it's crowded, you know, and you don't want to say it out loud. Say it in your head. Say these words. I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. I am here. I am here. I am here. You're claiming the presence of the divine in the in the moment you're standing in and you're taking yourself from either the past or the future and you're going right into this ever as they call it the eternal now Eckhart Tolle talks quite a bit about this the power of now 
if you recognize that usually in the moment you're standing in, everything is okay. It, it, it's just the fear of what might happen, you know, or what did happen in the past or what might happen in the future. When, that, when you find yourself thinking about that, that's your clue. Oh, I'm, I'm in a small self level of awareness. I'm holding a small self frame. Oh, that's right. All frames are lies. That means I don't have to hold this frame. I don't have to wrestle with it. I don't have to experience it. Some people are of this mind that you somehow need to wallow in it. Oh, just just sit with it. You only need to become aware of it. And that only takes a second. As soon as you're aware you're holding the frame, release it. How? By saying these words. I know who I am in truth. I'm an aspect of the creator. That's what I am. I know what I am in truth. I'm an aspect of the creator in the human body. I know how I serve in truth. I'm an aspect of the creator in the human body. That's expressing according to my soul's blueprint. What I came here to do. Where I am in my evolution. That means I don't need to compare myself to anything or anyone. I am singularly unique. We all are. We're all sparks of divinity. A great mosaic. A symphony. The universe is playing a symphony. And you're part of it. And how you serve. Imagine this symphony. There may be a point where the symphony needs a symbol. It just needs someone to hit that symbol. Ching! That's not a good symbol sound, but imagine a symbol sound, you know. And when it's your turn to do that, you're gonna, if you're in the upper room, you're going to know that. It's going to be like, hit the symbol. And you, when you hit the symbol, that's going to make everything sound great. You don't have to master the violin. You might just hit the, hit the drum. You might have to just clap your hand. You may have to just sing a note. You know, whatever, however you serve, just if you're in the upper room, then you're ready. You're, you're, you are ready for, you're ready for action. And you'll know, you, you don't need to go look for it, you know. You'll just know, you'll just know. You know, because the small self thinks. And the true self knows. And knowing is different from thinking. You know. So that's 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 where we are, you know. I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. I am here. I am here. I am here. So here's the other hack. Which I? When you hear the word I, which I? Which I? The small self I or the true self I? And the people, the mistake people make and the ways in it really makes it hard for people to navigate a spiritual path is because they keep conflating both of those eyes. They think the the eyes are, they think the small self eye and the true self eye is the same thing. It's not. Just like when someone says, you need to just let this go and you need to just let go and let God and you just need to, first of all, the small self can't do any of that. That's the mistake. That's the that's the trick. The small self can't do any of that. The small self, by definition, is a small, 
It is a fear-based construct. How can fear free itself? Fear can't free itself. How can, how can darkness vanquish darkness? Darkness can't vanquish darkness. Light can vanquish darkness. The true self is light. It's, it's light in knowing. The small self is in light too, but it's, it's, a, it's light in unknowing. It doesn't know itself as light. Fear is, even fear is inside God, but it doesn't know itself as of God. It's outside of awareness. It's sort of like, it just doesn't know, you know. So try these, try these in your daily life. I'm giving you some tools and, you know, play with them. You know, it's, it's kind of fun and it's interesting. It doesn't have to be heavy. It doesn't have to be hard. It's, this is, this is, uh, this is what's beautiful about it. And the, the more you use it, you know, and I still recommend these books. Get, pick up I Am The Word and, and you can read through that book because I'm giving you the cliff notes. I'm telling you, I, you know, I went through all of this stuff, okay? And, you know, over some years, you know, and I don't want to tell you how long I went through it because I don't want to discourage you. And I don't want you to think it's going to take you that long. That's the whole point of me doing this podcast. I'm trying to give you the cliff notes. I'm just pointing out to you what occurred to me. And I'm giving you these, you know, I'm trying to explain them as best I can. And hopefully, hopefully, you, you know, it's, it's because it's not really that complicated. The only thing that makes any of this hard is, is how long do you want to hold on to these frames that you're holding, these beliefs that you're holding, that you feel invested in. You don't need it because fear can't keep you safe. Being afraid doesn't keep you safe. And the other thing is, when you really know who and what you are, you're an infinite being. You cannot be tampered with. You're in, with being an infinite being, what that means is, is that when you leave from this life and when you pass through from this body, you just go back into source. But you're still, you're going to still know who you are. You're, you're, you, you, you don't die. So if you don't die, the fear of death, which is really what people are dealing with there, they kind of have a fear of death that's unexpressed, but you are only afraid because you don't know what it means. You know, passing, if you lived, and this is why sometimes reading the Dolores Cannon work is a good place to start also, because once you realize that death is not final. There's no reason to be afraid of it. <laughs> and once you once you can release that frame, a lot of other frames kind of go with it, right? So those are that's that's the that's the teaching for this time. This is the second podcast and I really appreciate you all being here and I appreciate the comments that people make to let me know whether this is resonating and you know, that they're out there and that, you know, I mean, I've heard from some few folks that I've sent it to. And it's very encouraging because uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just doing it and it's not even me doing it. I'm just trying to allow God to work through me to reach people and to teach them what I've things that I've picked up on this path up this mountain of consciousness. It's a very beautiful thing. And it's very empowering. Especially if you're weary. If you got any kind of weariness in your life. 
if you're a little bit tired, if you're a little bit, you know, if you're a little bit worn out from life, if you're a little bit confused about what your place in this world, if you have any of those thoughts, congratulations. You're starting to see who the small self is. It's just the small self. It's not that big of a deal. You are not a small self. That's the good news. You are not a small self. You have never been a small self. You just think you are because of the frames you're holding. Once you release those frames, you're going to realize, wow, huh, all frames really are lies. That's right. All frames are lies. You know, so there's good news. Keep climbing, keep climbing, keep climbing. All right. I know who you are in truth. I know what you are in truth. I know how you serve in truth. You are free. You are free. You are free. Okay, folks. Until next time. See you soon.